0: Notes before we start. How are we? Uh, I am Scott Gibson. This is the Scott Gibson Show. Who else? Who else would we? Who else would we talking to? You, you know, my face is on the icon. My name's on the uh, on the podcast, and you're listening. My voice through the power of technology. I don't know how it works. I have uh, a my a microphone. I think that's how you say it. a microphone, uh, or it may be a microphone. I am unsure. At this moment, we'll have someone double check the pronunciation of that. We get metal. We get steel. We've got foam paneling. Somehow to uh, ensure that the the voice that I speak from uh, transports through time and space through the matrix into your ear hole to somehow try and continue the facade that we are in control of our own destiny, our own lives, and this is not, uh, you know, a game. This is not a simulation, you know. We we try and, we tell ourselves we are real because we feel, we understand, we grow as people, you know. We have uh, remorse and empathy for other beings, you know. But really, it's all just made up and we are uh, in the, the eye of an eel, uh a grain of sand on the beach, uh, a, a, a game played by uh, interstellar beings. Or, or who knows, move we alone, I don't know. I think um, the only way that Biden, uh, that's Joe Biden, for those of you who are not um, familiar with him or knowing him on a personal level as I do, to me it's just Biden. Uh, some people it's Mister President, others it's uh, Sleepy Joe, but I uh, I just call him Biddy. Uh, uh, Biddy. They've got to, the Americans have got to gaze an alien. That's what they need to. Do. They need they, listen. They fucked up Afghanistan. The Taliban have got it. You know they're having street parties now. They're on the news going like, listen, we're we're going to let women fucking go and get a cup of tea or you know that They they've not changed. Do not believe them. See if you've got the proper paperwork, we'll let you leave Afghanistan. But fucking good luck getting that paperwork, you yeah, dick. They're, they're, they've not changed. Alright? So, the only way for uh, the bold Biden, I think, to take the heat off of America or, or refocus the conversation, because that is, that's what politics is all about. Politics is the original magic. Huh? Sleight of hand. Eh? Uh-huh. Look at jangly keys. Politics is jangly keys for adults. The way you've got a a baby, a potato, right? A little drooling bundle of joy. I'm sure many of you are parents. Some of you may be aunts or uncles. Some of you may be an auntie and an uncle, you know? What a world we live in. Top half's auntie, bottom half's uncle. Or vice versa. Who knows at this point? And you've maybe been left... Um, you know, holding a baby, looking after a child, with your own child, and you try to entertain the fucker, and you jangle something, you shake something, you make a face, you do whatever you can to distract it from crying, you do whatever you can to make that child not go down the emotional road that you don't want to go down because you can't deal with any more screaming, that is politics for grown-ups politicians with the media are designed to jangle some keys in front of you so that we don't go down the emotional pra- path of fucking bursting into tears every day because they still need you to go to work and make Coke Zero or get fucking diesel into petrol stations. What is happening with diesel? There's a new petrol at E10. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't trust it either. I've had my double jag. I don't need to do anything else and now I've got to put fucking COVID petrol in my motor. Get the fuck. What is E ten? Every every fucking news um channel that I've gone to today it's talking about this new petrol. I don't know anything about it. New petrol. Let's Google this Gibble. New petrol UK E ten. I mean, New Eco Petrol baffles a quarter of motorists three hours ago hot off the press. Um a more eco-friendly petrol. How how is that how is that possible, first of all? Yeah. Nah. Is this is this new petrol that claims to be eco friendly? Is this like uh, co op's fucking ethical range? Is that what that is? You know when I've got to pay six pounds for like four brownies? Because they gave some farmer in fucking Guatemala sixteen pence instead of the usual one dollar a year, and now somehow that works its way back to the fucking co-op in Leith, and I've got to pay eighty-two pound for a fucking slice of bread. Is that what's happening here? I tell you, that's the other thing. I know, right? We're we go- we're gonna we gonna off we're gonna off and what? Hey, we've just took a sharp left on a tangent avenue. The conversations you know that are happening about the um, lorry drivers, right? HGV delivery drivers, bloody, 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 blah. Problems in the supply chain. You know, I I I tweeted the other day jokingly. Um, what was it? 15 Nando restaurants had shut down because they had an issue with supply chains. There was uh, McDonald's couldn't get milkshakes, and I I occasionally I'll go if I don't have much on in the day. Uh, because believe it or not, I'm a, I'm a busy man, I take the, the Wayne, the Doug, the tour manager, the boy, to the Portobello beach, let him stretch his legs, there's a wee cafe down there, um, where I get a coffee and a apricot, or is it apricot, 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 <laughs> an apricot Danish pastry, and it's fucking delicious, right, no, I like I like the cafe because a couple of reasons. It's uh, it's at the far it's at the far end of the beach, near this end, uh closer to Edinburgh. I don't like to go deep into Portobello, you know, uh amongst the uh the middle class, the riffraff, the, the swingers, you know, the inbred. Um But I like the cafe because uh, I think it's an Italian family that are on it. Uh, so they'll, they'll just, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything, right? Just does matter what you want, fucking booze, cafe, uh, it does matter. They'll, they'll day and end. just try to make a, make some money, right? But they don't um do what a lot of places do, they don't claim to be artisanal, you know? He's selling cakes, I know that he's probably bought them at a Lidl, uh, he knows that he's bought them out of a fucking uh, a bakery or out of a packet. You know, I know that the man has stood in there and he's opened up a, a plastic bag and he's tipped out all these cakes. But he, he just needs to try and hide it. You know? I don't, I don't like these places that try and make it as if somebody's in the back, some nonna is in the back, slaving away by a 200-year-old recipe to make some fucking cake. When the truth is, the fuckers have went to Costco and they've bought a hundred muffins. Huh? So I don't know where he gets his Danish pastries from. But the apricot one, in the name of God. Too big. I mean, it's like like a whole apricot. Two half apricots. Apricots. I don't know how you say it. Beautiful. But I kind of glaze on it and just a bit. Oh, it's delicious. Anyway, went there, right? And I'll get a wee uh, Danish and a coffee. Uh, far too expensive, if you're asking me. And I'll I'll walk along the beach with a dog. I'll have that, and I'll have the coffee. And uh, when the coffee's done, we walk back, and we got the road, right? And I went the other day, and uh, I says I'll have, uh, I'll have the da- the Danish, my man, both favor See si if play. Uh, and he's like, "Need Danish, mate, in Italian, obviously. Uh, Need Danish, big man." And he just said, uh, "Supply issues." No, is this the new? Is this the new thing? Is this the new COVID? What what has happened in life that we're just unable to deal with things anymore? First it was Brexit, that ran on for years. Now it's COVID, it's ran on for years. Will continue to run on. And the supply issue is the, the scapegoat. You know? It used to be uh, any chance to I uh, COVID mate, you know, I'd love to. But I can't because of COVID. Now it's just supply issues. We're saying in. Can I get the uh, Danish please mate? Supply issues. Hello, the strawberry milkshake with a uh, quarter pounder, please. Supply issues. Any chance uh, you could see my uh, grandfather? I think he's got uh, Parkinson's. Supply issues. It doesn't make sense. Supply issues. <laughs> Supply issues is just going to become the answer for everything. Everything that's going wrong. Supply issues mate. You know what kind of what kind of issues are is you having? Well, you know what we we we're wanting it, but there's a, there's an issue supplying it. You know, supply issues, my man. Says the way the world now. There was a there was a discussion, uh, on a news program the other day, and it was talking about that the problem they're having with HGV drivers in this country. There's not enough of them. Right? we can't we can't stop them uh, murdering hitchhikers in order to get their deliveries done in time. It's a it's a real problem for the British public. But the message was telling me that there was a, someone who was talking about the, the, the drivers themselves are getting a wage rise, but I don't know if it's across the board or a certain company. And I imagine it's probably to try and keep them in employment in what I imagine is quite a difficult job anyway. I, difficult in the sense of... You know, everybody wants to have a kind of benchmark measurement that we put these things against. Imagine driving an Arctic truck, you know, for fucking 14, 16 years into different countries. is quite taxing. Especially when you're having to take a shite, you know, where you're driving and have a sleep and have a microwave and hide a body. It's a tough shift. So I gave him a wage increase and um, this this guy was... Making it known publicly that he had, I think it was £7 an hour wage increase, which is a dramatic increase. Uh, when you, again, when you think of the scale of inflation and what y- your average increase would be on a salary. But his point being that it's, it's not a good thing. And people are doing the usual, as they do on, on social media and online, telling the guy, Listen, mate, why don't you just shut the fuck up and be happy you've got a wage? Again, people can't see... People, I think people now are unable just to see a kind of long picture. You know, I think that's probably why we're in the situation we're in. People are unable to to, to think long term anymore. You know, no, no one's even willing to consider past two years. That's probably why we're in the situation now with Brexit. In, a, in an odd way, COVID is probably the best thing that's happened for the country on the scale of Brexit, because it's not—it's meant that we've not really had to deal with the fucking fallout of what's happened to leaving the European Union. And listen, there might be some of you, you know, listening to this, who were, who were leave voters. And listen, fair fucks to you. You know, I honestly couldn't care less. I don't care. I generally don't care. I come on here, I'll have a rant and I'll have a moan. I couldn't give a flying fuck. There's none of it matters, None's gonna change. Money and power. That's it. How many times, how many times did he say it? the only way getting done is with say it with me now. Extreme violence. That's it. And until we're in a push to a point where we can all accept that extreme violence is the only way to solve anything, we'll continue moving the way we're moving. The point being about Delivery drivers, supply issues and whatnot, is that if there is an increase in say base salary, that increase is absorbed by us. These giant companies, whether it be something like Apple or you know Starbucks, whether it be Google, and you might say to yourself, someone like Google will not have a, a physical store, they will have demand for you know goods to be supplied whether that be for the workforce, whether it be for their offices, whether it be for day-to-day running the business, companies like Amazon, for fuck's sake, you know, delivery costs, production costs, staffing. If there is an increase in base rate salary for logistics in order to get things to us, that cost will be passed to you and I, it's not going to be absorbed by these multi-billion dollar businesses, they're not going to absorb it, how many times do you hear of companies laying off hundreds, thousands of employees, making thousands of people unemployed, but yet will post profits of a couple of what, couple of tens, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million plus, 100 million in profit, but still laying people off because they will never absorb this cost. This will be passed to you and I. So already now, when you go to the supermarket and you're lucky if you can go to there by doing a shop, I mean, I mean a shop, I don't mean buying a pint of milk a loaf of bread, I mean going and doing a shop that's going to try and feed you And your family for a week. You'll be lucky if you get change at 100 quid. In fact I would be amazed if anybody. Can do a weekly shop. For a family of four. For under under 100. Ah Scott put your fucking teeth in. For under 100 quid. I'd be blown away by it. And that cost is going to be. Passed to you and I. So you're probably going to find very quickly, and this will move quickly. Your your food shop that's maybe a hundred pound, or now be hundred twenty pound. And when people are able to deal with that, suddenly then that becomes a hundred thirty, or hundred forty, and before you know it, within the space of two years, your hundred pound shops now hundred sixty quid. So this is where we are. This is where we fucking are, man. But I'm telling you what, I'm glad we left Europe, eh? Aren't you glad? I, I, I would be sitting saying to the, the poor fuckers that try and make their way over here, record number of refugees uh, taken from the oceans daily, I'd be saying, Lance, it's fucking shite here, you're swimming towards a sinking ship, stay in Germany man, stay in mainland Europe, the weather's better, the people are nicer, why the fuck would you want to come here? Um, but battling the, the ever-increasing issues of climate change is this new petrol, I would imagine. It's E10. Right, so what is this? A more eco-friendly petrol is coming to British filling stations this month, uh, but a quarter of drivers do not know whether their cars can run on it. Uh, new research says the government intends to make E10 the new standard petrol grade. It contains less carbon and other motor fuels and more ethanol kind of alcohol manufactured from plants but according to the RAC 24% of motorists are unaware of it while 27% do not know if their car is compatible current petrol grade in the UK known as E5 contains up to 5% ethanol with the other 95% being regular unleaded petrol the replacement E10 which has believe it or not 10% uh, we'll see the percentage rise to 10% there you go a proportion that would bring the UK line with countries such as Belgium, Finland, France and Germany. Introducing E10 could cut carbon emissions by 750,000 tonnes a year, says the Department for Transport our equivalent of taking 350,000 cars off the road, an important step towards the government's climate change targets. The new fuel is being rolled out everywhere in the UK except Northern Ireland, because those fuckers will not take anything from the English... Well, it's, it's not due to arrive until early 2022, how come the Northern Ireland can't take a back seat on this? Is this because they get the smoking ban first? Is that what it is? I mean, let's be honest, the fucking majority of Northern Ireland running red diesel anyway. <laughs> They're not putting E10 in their Cosworths or their Subarus. They're fucking head-to-toe in red diesel. Well, about this fucking E10, there, Seamus. <laughs> I converted the Land Rover to run red diesel. Fourteen pence a litre. That's what I pay. Fourteen pence for my fucking red diesel. Again, twenty twenty-two. Um, every petrol vehicle built after two thousand eleven should be should accept E10, but it will not be compatible with some older vehicles. Uh, As many as 600,000 vehicles estimated by the RAC are incompatible with the new petrol. E10 uh, comes after the government announces new climate change commitments and a bid for the UK to cut carbon emissions by 78% by 2035. Good luck with that. These are the things. On one hand, we talk about bringing an E10, right, which takes the ethanol in your fuel from 5% to 10%. And in the same fucking news cycle we have got um, Gatwick Airport introducing a new runway. So, I mean, you know, you take it with one, you give it with the other. Swings and runabouts. It's it. look, like, listen, why can the government not just come and go, look, we're all going to be dead in 30 years. Who gives a fuck if there's another 10% ethanol in your bloody petrol? Who cares, man? Build the runways. Fucking get four-star back in the petrol stations. Who gives a fuck? putting an extra 5% ethanol in your petrol is not going to reverse climate change they're trying their best man they're trying their best I read a thing the other day talking about electric cars and saying that the rollout of electric cars or the cost of production is not going to meet the uh, the time frame that governments had set out to remove petrol cars from the roads and now they're they're trying to push everyone down the hydrogen route I mean you're just going to be driving about in a fucking bomb I saw a pensioner the other day. right, I'm walking a dog, literally at the end of my road, the corner. I just saw this pensioner just pull out into traffic. Did they stop? Didn't he look? It's about fucking twenty-seven degree heat. The cunt's got a full jacket zipped right up to his chin with a bonnet on. I just saw this pair of eyes poking out the top of a jacket. Actually, looked like in the old times when you get cartoons and it was like three kids on top of each other's shoulders trying to sneak into a fucking cinema. That's what it looked like driving this motor. And the old fucker just pulled out right into traffic slamming the brakes fucking a bus is banging the horn and it just drove off you imagine that in a fucking hydrogen bomb (laughs) oh we need to get a grip man we need to get a grip we need to start i mean this is this is simple right this is simple everybody gets to 80, let's just accept that, I've said this, I've said this so many fucking times, I'm fed up saying it, let's just agree, is enough, 80 is enough, you don't need to live past 80, there was a thing the other day, I was reading, that the uh, the idea of, um, immortality, or living, living well into in your old, like well, like any your 120, 130 years of age, apparently it's going to be going to start seeing that on a regular basis now the advancements in medicine technology science is that they said that they don't think the human body could go past 150 years right can you imagine being 150 years old can you imagine that what a fucking horror that would be Wait, where is it? I, I don't understand where this new thinking has come from. This idea that everybody wants to live for a long, long time. I can't even think of anything worse. Now, obviously, I don't want to die the more, but 150? Fuck no! I mean, you think you're bored now you can only watch Netflix. Can you imagine being 150? I remember when there wasn't even a Netflix. What are you talking about your cunt? I'm telling you. There was no Netflix, there was no Amazon. Life was brilliant. <laughs> Imagine living at 150. What would your body be like? You'd be you'd be fucking transparent. You'd look like those wee things you'd you find at the fucking darkest part of the ocean. It's like a johnny with a skeleton inside. That's what you'd look like. You'd look like a, a skeleton inside a johnny. Just fucking sunken eye sockets, just everything hanging off you. Feeding you, like, with a tip of teaspoon. Look, what, shoot, I'm going to shake myself. I can't imagine it worse. 80's enough, man. I, honestly, I, I think I think 80's plenty. And then uh, you, uh, you 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 go, you know? And uh, it doesn't need to be undignified. But you know, either you, you go somewhere, uh, a hospital or an institution, whatever, or some kind of just comes in the house. You know, one day after your 80th birthday and fucking bolt guns you and you're gone. We make any compost or fucking bury you. I don't know. I've not thought that bit through. What I'm saying is none of this has got to, none of this has got to change unless we start eating the rich, eat rich people, eat old people, clean them out, we need to start, thinking about Wayne's as well, right, and I don't mean thinking about them as in, oh, these kids really need help for the future, fuck kids, obviously don't fuck them, but, I was listening, right, let's just take a deep breath, Gibble, you're getting yourself all worked up, right, I can feel the anger bubbling, take a deep breath, Okay. Now speak. I was listening to uh was that could you call it a phone in? There was a medical expert on the radio and they're talking about the unbelievable rise in cases of COVID in Scotland and how since children have gone back to school and social distancing has been removed, wearing the mass have been removed, the number of confirmed COVID cases amongst children in Scotland, and by children we mean, you know, secondary age, young adults, right? Fucking bams, scumbags. The number of cases has gone through the fucking roof. Now, let's turn into uh tangent avenue for a second. I'm telling you right now, I've said it before, this, this feels like, well, it's a, a rehashing podcast today by Christmas, I I would say Christmas, middle of December anyway, we're going back into lockdown, start accepting that now, right, this is the 1st of September as we record this, Wednesday 1st of September, so you've got September, October, November, you get 3 months, enjoy yourself for 3 months, get out there, right, get out and enjoy yourself, Go to gigs, go and see a concert, come and see me live, uh, performing stand-up comedy this Friday, East Kilbride Arts Centre, tickets still available, October 1st, Killian Village Hall, October 8th, Townhouse in on October 10th, The Bungalow and Paisley, tickets from bigscottgibbson.com, come and see me, enjoy life, go to a restaurant, go out for brunch, go and explore, walk a beach, see a castle, right, hunt, camp, swim, fish. <laughs> day stuff outside sit in your garden lie in the street not in a weird drunken way just just enjoy nature right ramble take your clothes off. if that's what you want to do you know skip naked through a field of hay do what you want but just get it done because come December you're getting back in the fucking house we're getting snibbed we're getting locked down I'm telling you it's happening these fucking school wins, they're rabid. Dirty, dirty bastards. Cases are rising, and if you think, come Christmas, they're going to have hundreds of thousands of cunts back you in the shops, roaming the streets, and then hug money in Scotland. You can fucking forget it. you ain't going to have quarter of a million in Princess Street in Edinburgh. Not a chance. You're getting snibbed. So enjoy your freedom while you can. The, the person, the, the woman who was on the phone, uh, this phone and was giving it all. Children have suffered. Young people, children and adults, they have suffered. And we have to protect these children. And we have to make them safe and make the schools safe. And just make everything safe. And I say to that, fuck off. We're done. You may have children. You may have children in school. You may have had to have difficult conversations with them about their studies, about what's going to happen, but nobody is going to have a real conversation with children, and I find it baffling, because every single one of us has gone through school, every single one of us has been given the same bullshit lectures by teachers over and over again, and listen, I know there are a couple of teachers who listen to this podcast, and you fucking bastards, Need to fucking get a grip of yourselves. I tell you what, man, we should all be we should all be teachers. See when the government started the retrain nonsense. We should all be retraining to be teachers. Nine months of the year. That's how you work. You work nine months a year, you get three months off. Three months off a year. Think about that. Sign me up. Great salary. Paid mail on a nurse. Tell what, sitting fucking boss waiting's about, oh my god. When I think back to the conversations I had with teachers, my problem I had in school, one, I've got a problem with authority, but two, I realised very quick. I always felt as if I had kind of reached my, my, how should I word this, I felt as if I understood what my intellectual level was very quickly. And it was probably university level, right? And by that meaning, that school school was very easy to me. I didn't find I didn't find any subjects difficult, and that's not in a show off way because I have done absolutely nothing since. I did nothing with my uh, young brilliance, you know. I, I excelled in maths and physics. You know, I, I was always very good at maths. Um. But what I'm trying to say is probably around about second year, so my second year into, into high school, for those English amongst you, I realised very quickly that I could do this without having to try, which was dangerous because then I didn't try. So I never had anybody that pushed me, right? I wasn't pushed by my my mother because, you know, I was getting the grades. So, you know, why would you push? Um, it's not like, you know, we're from a normal working class family, so if, if somebody's getting, you know, top marks in certain subjects, you know, you know, your thought wouldn't be, how can we remove him from this uh, institution of learning and place him in advanced learning? That's not something that happens to working class people, right? It's no fucking goodwill hunting, okay? It's real life, right? And most of what happens to adults is that if they've got one kid that's doing all right, they fucking leave them to survive and they, they focus on the one kid that's the arsehole. So I realised very quickly that I could do this without trying, right? I could turn up, I could I could breeze through this and it was easy for me because I, I, I hadn't reached my level yet, right? So we came in one year and it was second year and we had this big fucking talk from the school, from the heads of departments. And, this next year of your life is the most difficult year you're going to experience as a young academic. This is the year... That will mold your future and develop you into the person you want to be as you start to take your exams and move forward. Bloody, 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 blah, blah. So we do the year, and we're all fucking under pressure, we're all nervous, we're like, oh my God. It's the biggest year of our life. And then you come back the next year and you think, Christ, we've just gone through the most important year of our lives. At least it'll get easier. And then you sit down and again, it's the same fuckers and they go, this year is the most important year of your life. You're like, I've just came off the back of the most important year of my life. What the fuck's happening? And this goes on and it's the same shit and it's the same bollocks and it's over and over and over again. Then you get to the point where you might be going off to college or university then suddenly that becomes the most important year of your life, getting a university place becomes the most important thing that's ever going to happen to you, putting that application together, getting references, references, deciding at 18 what path you're going to take for the rest of your life, it is fucking nonsense. These academics, teachers, whatever you want to call them, they should be sitting kids down from 11 and they should be saying to them, listen, none of this matters. That's the truth. None of it fucking matters. Right? We just have to keep you here legally because your parents can't afford anybody to look after you. And it isn't fucking ancient Rome. We're not having 11 and 12-year-olds roam the streets during the day. Alright, Thatcher shut the mines, there's nowhere for you to fucking go, so you're gonna sit here till you're 16, then half of you will continue on, and the other half will get pregnant and be given a council house. That's fucking life, kids. But that's not a conversation we're having. conversation is these children have been through hell with Covid. Fuck it, they fuck up. I'm 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 done. I'm done with COVID. I think we need to just start being honest with people. I think we need to just start being honest with school kids and saying them look, see when you go to get a job. Nobody gives a fuck if you got a C in advanced history. Nobody cares, and do you know why nobody cares? Because this is McDonald's and we have run out of fucking strawberry milkshake because there's been a supply chain issue. Okay, so take your advanced higher art and your C in standard grade English, go into that one day and tell that fat fucking cunt in a transit van that there's been a supply issue with strawberry fucking milkshake. <laughs> oh... I sat down to record this and I was in such a good mood and then I got a text off something that's really fucking pissed me off and now I've came on here with that. I've taken the anger from that into this and I'm sorry. I should have went for a walk and calmed myself down but I've not got the time. It's two o'clock. I need to finish this, edit it and get it out and then I need to record Sunday's podcast because I've got to sit and go through my notes for Friday and what a day it is. got loads to talk about going, look at all these fucking all these tabs I've got open here Greta Thunberg bumping her gums about Scotland fucking gonna punch her lights in Scotland not a world leader in climate change how, how dare you Greta how dare you we're world leaders you fucker we've got the COP26 coming up I, I, I thought that was a new series on Netflix isn't it it's something to do with people fucking wind farming and shit and it's happening in Glasgow. And Greta Thunberg, wee funny, has come out and says that Scotland is not a world leader in climate change. How fucking dare you, Greta? How dare you? Campaigner Greta Thunberg says she doesn't regard Scotland as a world leader in climate change. Why, you fucking cheeky bastard. Swedish activists told BBC Scotland that she recognised some countries do a bit more than others. Aye, us. But that none were coming close to what was needed. Scottish Government's people described its climate change legislation as world-leading, which it is. It includes a target to reach a net zero emissions by 2045, which we will. Legislation was praised as inspiring by the UN's climate chief, Patricia Espinosa. Exactly, Greta. There you go. Inspiring. Ministers say they recognise that every country needs to do more, while the Scottish Greens say they agree the systematic change is necessary. Uh, In a wide-ranging interview, BBC Scotland, exactly two months ahead of the UN Climate Change Conference being held in Glasgow, Ms Thunberg spoke about COP26 and plans a new oil field off Shetland. She said she was not 100% sure that she would attend the COP26 talks in November. And our decision will be based on whether the event was safe and democratic. Ah, oh, don't start your fucking carry on. Um I don't want to him when I born. I don't care. I don't care. Um one thing I wanted to say, I've got you not here. Uh bath mats. Off on a tangent again. When was the when was the last time you used a bath mat?
1: I'll
0: let you think about that for a second. The reason being, uh, you know, I shower every day. Um, sometimes I shower twice a day. You know, depending on how uh, how dirty the old the old body is. I I could not tell you the last time I used a bath mat, no a bath mat. For those of you who are born, uh, you know, uh, relatively recently, it was a a piece of plastic plastic mat. Uh, well, most of the time with uh, suckers like an octopus or an octopi, if you will. Uh, and you stuck at the bottom of your bath, uh, to stop you fucking going arse over tit uh, when you're in a shower. Now I don't know. I don't know if baths have changed. I know some showers will have uh, a kind of bobbly bit in the tray built in. I don't know if that's for grip. You know, but I I can't tell you the last time I used a bath mat. But when I was young, a bath mat was a it was a staple. You, would, you wouldn't dare, you wouldn't dare have a shower without a bath mat in the 90s. Wouldn't dare. You couldn't take the risk. <laughs> many, many, many a man would find himself an axe in the emergency at three in the morning, you know, having fallen in the shower, I bought a bottle of tomato sauce up his ass. And the first thing, when the nurse would say, did you have a bath mat? And he would say, no, I didn't. He'd say, well, that's how you got a bottle of sauce up your ass." You know? <laughs> That's how, that's how the old sauce bottle up the started. Some guy slept in the bath, having a shower, and fell all the way into the kitchen. uh opened up the cupboard with his arse cheeks, and then uh, shoved a full bottle of sauce up his jacksy. All because <laughs> because he didn't have a bath mat. I remember having a bath once, and it had a you know it had a, a part of the bath was uh, kind of scuffed. If you like, the only way I can describe it, it was rough. So you could get some patches in your feet. You know, maybe that was the beginning of the end for the bath mat when bath started to to offer friction. But then, if you ever had a bath in that bath, you'd be sitting with your ass on the kind of the kind of grated bit. So you would you would you'd feel as if your ass was stuck to the bath. Oh, it was it was chaos. And then you'd have to roll the bath mat up, you'd have to soak it off the bath. You know? You turn the shower off, you dry yourself. So you're all dry now. There's nothing, I'll say this right now, there's nothing worse, right? There is nothing worse. And a lot of bad things have happened in life. Bloody poor, 10 civilians were blown up in a fucking uh, government assisted drone strike the other day. You know? A whole family wiped out, children dead. That still isn't as bad as getting wet after you've dried yourself for your shower. Nothing worse. <laughs> it's a joke obviously I'm joking you know a drone strike wiping out your whole family is level par with removing an old bath mat from a bath level par I'll admit it's level you'd have a shower you'd commute, you'd dry yourself right you put your clean clothes on possibly your pyjamas your comfies whatever you like And then you'd have to go back into the bathroom, nine times out of ten, standing on a wet puddle, so you then have to go and change your socks. Right, there's also nothing worse than in your house, drying yourself, nice dry feet, and standing on a wet bin in your house. It's a horrible feeling. But then you'd have to lean your full body over the bath, and with both hands, with both hands, God knows if you were an amputee, what you would do? Maybe bite it? I don't know. And then you'd have to rip this fucking thing off the bottom of the bath and it was stuck fast. Now if you were a right Jake Ball you might just leave the shower mat in there permanently but God forbid! Sometimes you would even stick it to the wall to let it dry, to let it dry. Many a time I walked in the bathroom and thought it was a giant slug on it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You'd have to suction the, the shower mat onto the wall to let it dry out. And then you would roll the bastard up and you tuck it behind the taps, so so it would stay there. No, nothing, nothing. Uh, 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 what what noise was that? It's almost like the uh, the bags for the vacuum. My whole life grew up vacuum bags. You know, it was it was a, it was a staple of my childhood. Different types of bags, different designs. You know, it's just, uh, hey, make sure you get bags at the supermarket for the vacuum, for the hoover. It's part of life, man, you know? Go and empty the hoover for your mum. Every child's done it. You've taken that plastic panel off the front. You've no fucking caught the nozzle in the bag. Pubes and dust and dead skin everywhere. Your mum comes in. She thinks you've been antiquing. It's like you're dusting for prints. It's a crime scene if I go to grab the nozzle more for fuck's sake then you've got to put a new bag in the hoover and then hoover up the old bag (laughs) and now bagless fucking children don't even know they're born we're sitting here going we need need to be more thoughtful of our young people and the troubles they're going through in school the fuckers have never attempted a hoover bag in their life fuck them I'm trying something else that's been completely removed from society. Bath mats and hoover bags. That's what I've got at the moment. I'll think I if you listen, if you've got anything else that you think has been completely removed uh from day-to-day life, get in touch. You know, dot fill in the contact form. <laughs> this is why I could never be in breakfast radio. I'll tell you another thing, right? Fucking mum to the bath mat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong though. Have any still got a bath mat? Get in touch. I remember the one we had when I was young. The fucking the shit that used to get under it, man. I mean you would have to rip the bastard off the bottom of the bath because you would rip it off and then you would see all the wee suction marks that it had left when it'd been stuck done. You know? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if the, uh, listen, I don't know if, you know, someone bought the technology for the bath mat, you know, took it off the market, I don't know, you know, I don't know, I don't know if someone who, maybe at the time was starting up a sex toy company and, and had ripped the bath mat off the bottom of the bath mat, Christ the power in that suction, wait a minute here, maybe, maybe a smarter man than I, could trace back the introduction to the suction cup dildo and the bath mat, and maybe that is where the two interlink, you know? Maybe that's why bath mats don't exist anymore. It's not that there wasn't a need for it, it's not that there wasn't a necessity, it's just that they, they can't get the suction cups because they're on the bottom of my dildos. <laughs> I don't know. Get in touch. What happened to your bath mat? <laughs> oh god oh god oh god right I've got questions I've got questions uh I've got two great questions actually both from the uh the legend the rascal Stephen Harry Wilson mate thank you for getting in touch with both of them you've asked him why about McDonald's breakfast which is a beauty and also about a four-day working week and ironically as you've asked that question there has just been a news article released today about Scotland potentially trialing a four-day working week um, but we're keeping that mate we're keeping that for sunday service we'll keep that for sunday's episode for the patreon now listen there has been um, a bit sporadic for the podcast at the moment coming out in the wednesdays um there's a lot going on so um the only way to get the podcast every single week is to become a rascal to join the patreon um head to Scott gibson, sorry bigscottgibson.com and uh, follow the links on there to sign up to the patreon uh, or go to patreon.com forward slash bigscottgibson as well. You can sign up to the podcast for as little as $5 a month. It's three quid. It's nothing. Um, three. What would three pound get you? Wouldn't even get you a coffee. Wouldn't even get you a coffee. Half a pint maybe. Half a pint a month to access all this goodness. Um, there's over 100 hours worth of extra podcasts and comedy albums on there at the moment. Um, Every single Sunday, uh, Patreon-only uh, podcast is released and uh, the Wednesday ones will be, you know, as and when uh, I can get around to them. Uh, and that's the way it's probably going to be going forward now. Um, So if you want to get a podcast every single week and you want to support me and support the show, three quid, man. You know? F- pennies for all this goodness. Go to patreon.com forward slash bigcellgibbs and do that. Sign up, man, and thank you to all the legends, to the rascals. Who are already on there and supporting that. So uh Stevie Boy, those questions, mate, they're coming up on Sunday's episodes because they're two belters. I mean, I was reading the article as well um, about the four day week. I was like, that is that is uncanny that the, the boy Steve and Harry has asked that. So, excuse me for your we'll get it on Sunday. Um also my mate Wally um reminded me of a story. He asked me a question on the post on Instagram. Have I ever seen someone shit off a balcony? The answer to that sadly is no, but not without trying. And that story will also be coming out uh on the Sunday's episode uh on the Patreon, so make sure you check it out that because that I I had a good chuck at myself, mate remembering some of the madness for that uh that holiday. So um, we'll we'll pick that up on Sunday. Right, I'm just trying to think if there's anything to mention before we wrap this one up Um no do you know what let's just let's just let's just end this one here right this has been a bit of a bit of a rabble a bit of a rant but let's not let's not push it let's not stretch ourselves when we don't need to because then what happens is we get to a place where it's uh, you know it's, un, it's uncomfortable for us all so let's let's end let's end on on that note <laughs> this, this episode's mad oh shit, out Willow the guinea pig before I go I gave Willow a shout on the Patreon episode last week but uh, I think Amy uh, I don't think Amy signed up to the Patreon absolutely shocking discovery Um, Amy sent me a picture of her guinea pigs Uh, most of you will know I absolutely love guinea pigs they're they're small dogs Uh, they're amazing Uh, one day I hope and pray that I have a, 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 a house in the arsehole of nowhere a beautiful cottage and uh, I'm going to have a fucking shed full of guinea pigs. And me and the tour manager will just sit with the guinea pigs all day and uh, write some comedy and enjoy life. But she sent me a picture of the three guinea pigs and then she sent me a picture of another one uh, called Willow. And she was sitting listening to my podcast and it filled my heart with joy. Uh, so Willow, I hope you've enjoyed this ranty one uh, if you're listening and shout out to you, you. you Legend, legend guinea pig. And listen, if any, any else is... I've got pictures of your pets listening to my podcast, then uh, send them over. That's the content that we enjoy. Um. So yes, short one, uh, short episode. What have we caught, man? This Sunday coming up, questions for Harry Wilson. Shitting off a balcony. Um, Four-day week for Scotland. Didn't even talk about Michael Gove dancing like a fucking idiot in a nightclub in Aberdeen. I mean, at the same time, let, let the man enjoy himself. You know? The 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 the, uh, the headline opens with two months after announcing his divorce, cab that minister Gold filmed raving at two a.m. in an Aberdeen nightclub. Let the man enjoy his, his life. You know, sh- surely we'd be more alarmed that he's in Aberdeen. Although to be fair, outside of Edinburgh, I would suggest Aberdeen as the as a Tory stronghold. You know, the fucking millionaire oil barons up there. So if, if Michael Gove's going to go anywhere for a dance at two in the morning, Aberdeen's probably the place to go. So says, the cabinet minister appears to be taking the opportunity to explore the single life in Aberdeen. And the love of God, Michael. Uh, people were a little surprised to see him flailing flailing his arms and bouncing around with one saying, it reminded them of Mr Bean. I mean, can the guy uh make a he's just he's just talking having a rave, you know. He's just bouncing about, enjoying yourself, in Tory's <laughs> Tory's like a fucking dance lady, buddy, you know? Anyway, what an what an odd fucking news story. Um Right, get on the Patreon, sign up, enjoy the extra episodes, and uh, I will I will get you all again on, on the Wednesday uh, podcast. Uh possibly next week. Possible the week after. We shall see. But in the meantime, stay safe. Look after yourselves. Look after each other. Be kind. Just be kind to people. You know? If you can't be kind, just stay in the house. That's it. You don't have to comment on everything. You don't have to share everything online. Right? Let, let, let that be the message we take from this episode. You don't have to share everything on- Listen, just do me one favour. One simple thing. See, before you send a tweet or before you put a post on Facebook or post a picture to Instagram, ask yourself, who is this for? Who is this for? You know, and if, if you're posting it for the wrong reasons, just don't do it. Just ask yourself, why? Why am I posting this? And if you're posting it because you want it to be clickbait or you want somebody to engage with you, just message your friend. Message your friend. Don't post shite. Just message your pal and go, all right, mate, have a conversation. You want to go and get a drink? I'd love to. You want to grab a coffee? I'd love to. You want to go and see one of the greatest comedians ever lived, Big Scott Gibson, East Goldbride Arts Centre, this Friday, September 3rd? I'd love to. Well get on his website BexalGibson.com get tickets. <laughs> Woosa Look after yourself, alright? Have fun, stay safe. Get your vaccine if you've not got already. Get some tickets to the live show. Edinburgh Date coming up before the end of the year. Watch this space, date announced soon. And between now and then, I hopefully we'll see you on the battlefield that's it stay safe kids wash your hands and your asshole i'll see you in the battlefield soon (laughs) onwards